0: Hello, and welcome to the Enterprise Endpoint Experts podcast. I'm your host, Bill Vernet, and my guest today is Adam Gross. Hey, Adam, good morning.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming. So you, you are here at MMS Desert Edition. How are you liking it so far?
1: So this is my first MMS, and it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's, it's fantastic. It's one of the best um, conferences uh, around um, the, the number of experts and access to people to talk about, Um, technology uh, is fantastic Uh, you know I've been able to go to a
0: couple sessions and I'm like oh my gosh the top industry experts are taking the same sessions that I'm in on it just feels like everybody's camping together or something there's a real community feel to it
1: yeah I I, it feels like I don't know what the real numbers are but it sure feels like it's um, a 50-50 split between Experts and attendees, um, so I, I think it's kind of a you, you could probably pair everybody up one to one and ha- you have your own expert
0: let's get to know you Adam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well um what what is your title and where
1: do you work so I'm a uh, desktop engineer desktop architect analyst um I work for Chevron Phillips Chemical in um, the Houston area been working there for the past uh, fifteen or so years and um my Uh, My primary duties, I I work for the enterprise um, desktop group, and there's about four of us that support somewhere around um, 7,000 desktop workstation clients. And um, most recently, my uh, efforts have been spent on building our Windows 10 OSD task sequence and kind of building everything from the ground up to help us migrate um, from Windows 7 to Windows 10. in addition to that, I do tech blogging. I've got a blog, uh, a square and just FYI, the a square dozen. Uh, a bit of trivia there: uh, if you take 12 squared, that's 144. 144 is a gross, and my last name is Gross. And so yeah, I appreciate uh, that's that. That's a square when, dozen. I real, when, <laughs> I,
0: when I realized, because the first time I went to your blog, I'm like, why is it called <laughs> a square dozen? And then I rea- then I saw something a note about the connection. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool yeah. actually. Um, yeah, yeah
1: it was mainly because all the other good domain names were already taken so i had to find something. Um in adi- addition to that i've recently begun um some uh, config manager consulting through system center dudes and um kind of doing that in in my spare time. Um yeah right. <laughs> 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 through system center dudes. Yes.
0: The fellows out of Canada. Yes. Yep. Oh, awesome. They're like, yep. hey, Adam, can you work on this project for us?
1: Yeah, they I, they saw my blog and um, thought it, you know, kind of. They're like, n- huh. know some he things he and knows what he's uh, doing. <laughs> they approached me and said, <laughs> hey, why don't you why don't you come, you know, do some stuff in your spare time, you know, whatever you can do, and.
0: That's awesome. And what do you do in your spare time in addition to uh, extra projects for systems (laughs) center dudes?
1: So projects are the key word. I I like to have something to do. And so I'm constantly finding something to do. So whether it's home improvement, working on my boat, going fishing, chasing children around. I've got three kids, uh, six, four, and uh, 18 months and girl, boy, girl. Um, So they kind of keep me busy. And um, like to do traveling. We've got a camper, and we, you know the kids love doing that. So, and just you know anything to keep me busy, working with my hands, working with my brain, just. So you know.
0: woodworking, what does that mean? How does that? M- what does that manifest? What do you end up shaping?
1: Well, so honestly, the woodworking most recently, um, uh, we had we had some termites in my house, and I had to tear down a, a, a wall and put in a new beam, and then but we had custom woodwork, and I said, well. I'll give it a shot and so oh I, I, uh, I see. Uh, rebuilt my fireplace and fireplace mantle and you know custom oh wood wow paneling wow. and stuff and oh. and I was like wow I don't think I could ever do that again. Oh that's very <laughs> uh, cool. though. Okay, no, yeah. I
0: was imagining a big block of wood and then you show up with a knife and carve it into a sailing no, ship. No no okay, so let's dive into this here future-proofing of Windows 10. Uh failing to plan is planning to fail, so says Adam. <laughs> <laughs> And so you want people to think about, right off the bat, a few different things, starting with what is their plan for end-user computing, like more than just what are we doing this week or what are people yelling at us about? What's your plan? What does that mean
1: to you? As we're moving into the the new technology and with the new release cadence of Windows 10, um, we need a plan for – I I feel like we need to re-strategize in our organizations to – Stop and look at all the things that are available today. And stop uh, saying, well, we've always done it that this way. Y- f- don't forget everything that you've always done. Don't forget everything that you've you know, always configured a certain way. Um, but start your plan from zero. Look at all the available technologies. And then develop a plan for what that needs to look like for your or- organization. What fits your organizational structure. Um, don't be afraid to go and talk to your security guys and say, listen, I know that you've always required us to do this this way, but can you help partner with us to develop a new strategy that fits more with the cloud first strategy? Or if you can't go to the cloud, that's OK. You, know, you may work in healthcare or l- legal or something. We've you know, talked to lots of folks that um, have some requirements that don't allow them to get into the cloud. Um, and that's okay. But whatever but it is,
0: you're saying key objectives. So you got to look at your key objectives. You got to think five or ten years into the future. Yeah. Don't just get stuff done right now because you want to go to lunch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my boss likes to call it the, <coughs> you know, the the tyranny of the urgent. So mm. whatever that latest thing is in your in your ticket queue, wh- whoever that latest user is that's calling you, bugging you, that's the things that you tend to focus on. And um, you need to step back. Look at the big picture for your organization. Work with the key stakeholders in your organization to make sure that you've got a plan to get you um, to wherever you want to be in the desktop environment. Because there, there are a lot of things that are changing that are dependent on each other. So, you know, if you you need to decide, are you going to do, you know, what w- what version of Office are you going to put on your machine? Are you going to do a Windows Store? office? Are you going to do uh, the Office 365? Are you going to do, uh, you know, there, okay, there, right. there's just lots of things to look at.
0: That you, as a consultant, <coughs> you may be asked to do this, but if you want to provide, hi- provide a higher level of service to your client, you want to be able to say, hey, let's help you figure out how you can be doing great in three years, five years.
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't, you know, sure, I can do the thing you asked me to do, but d- is this really the right work to be doing?
0: Right, right. <coughs> and then you talk about choosing your own adventure. Um, deployment scenario support, which is the, you're talking about providing support for the various scenarios, which are bare metal replace, in place upgrades, feature updates, autopilot, future state. What is future state?
1: So we don't know. W- that's, you know, where is Microsoft going? You know, right now they're, you know, pushing autopilot. W- where are they going to go after this? Uh, how long are we going to be doing autopilot before the, the next, next thing the next CEO or what? You know, we don't know. We don't know what that's going to look like.
0: And then you talk about IT user experience. What are you talking well about sure. here?
1: Yeah. So so in general, um, and and just FYI, we're looking at s- a slide deck for <laughs> for a presentation that uh, I'm giving at the Arizona um, user group um, tomorrow, actually. So so what we're looking at is you need. There are various ways to get Windows onto a workstation. Um, And so you've got some deployment scenario options. So which scenarios do you think your organization would like to use? Uh, You know, you you may do it a certain way today. Um, How are you going to build those out? Um, So just for for example, in our organization, um, we're looking at autopilot and saying, OK, so to do autopilot in its current form, W- we need to give up certain controls or certain customizations that we used to do that we think, you know, there's a whole list of nice to haves. And so we really kind of kept peeling back the onion saying, OK, uh, what things can we just do without? What things really aren't critical at this juncture for putting in our core image for for our desktop that we roll out? And so we've built our, our um windows d- base image in such a way that it 's modular and at some point we can just stop using a task sequence and switch to autopilot that 's our you know that 's a very pie in the sky you know, high level picture but that's that 's what our plan is that 's what our strategy is to at least be ready for autopilot if and when it meets our needs um, and so um, you're, you're going to have bare metal. That's going to be, you know, a brand new machine. Well, how are you, what's your plan for that? You can do autopilot or you can wipe and load, use Pixie boot and, and wipe and load and, and put a new OS on it. Um, replacement. You've got an old machine. It's got apps, user data, software. How do you replace that? Mm-hmm. Are you going from seven to 10? Are you going 10 to 10? You know, um, in-place upgrade. Are you going to do it at all? That's a big question. That's a, that's, you know, that's a highly debatable uh, topic. Um,
0: yeah, what's the word on that? I mean, I know that the Windows 10 in-place upgrades keep getting better and better, but still, if you're migrating from 7 to 10, it seems like your IT shop is always going to want to start with a fresh install, or is that not true? Are you able to do that successfully now?
1: Well, you know, the the worst thing you ever want to hear is, well, it depends, but it really does. So it depends on your organization, and it depends on what your strategy is. So um, I, if you if you do a wipe and load, or, or you know, just do a bare metal and then get you to Windows ten and then put everything back, that's great, and that probably gives you your most you know your cleanest experience. But what's your what's your application portfolio state look like? How did the a- the apps that were on the Windows seven machine at before you replaced it? Where did they come from? Are they in Config Manager? Are you, are they managed, or were they things that people downloaded and installed manually? And, well, what's that user experience look like on the flip side? On When you get to their new machine and you've done a bare metal, how do, how did you get their apps back on their machine? What apps did you choose to put back? Or their data. Where are you storing their data today? Is it on a full, are you using folder redirection? Have you started using OneDrive, uh, known folder move? Are you mm-hmm. doing some other thing? Or are you letting the user store the data there? Do you need to do USMT to migrate the data? So there are a lot of questions that are, completely dependent upon the current state of your organization
0: great great points and uh, are there scenarios where you decide to just let somebody upgrade in place and keep all their apps it's probably a pretty limited scenario it seems like in most IT shops especially in medium or or larger companies you have to know what apps this person is authorized to have and be set up to give them those apps on a new OS, or is that not true? Do you see people doing that <coughs> in the real world and doing it successfully? So,
1: speaking of real world, th- our organization is going to go about fifty-fifty on um, device replacement versus in-place upgrade. The device replacement really is going to be part of our normal life cycle strategy. We have about a three-year life cycle for a workstation, and so as machines w- are due for life cycle, they'll get a new Windows Ten r- replacement. So y- they won't get an in-place upgrade, but for You know, 50% of our population that currently has a, you know, a workstation that is still in lifecycle that doesn't need to be replaced. um, We can save a lot of of money on deployment manpower by allowing the users to do an in-place upgrade. And so our strategy has been to get to Windows 10 for free. I mean, that's a silly way to say it, but that's been our goal, is how do we get to Windows 10 as cheaply as possible? Um, we spent a lot of money trying to get from XP to 7, and, and, but we put a lot of things in place during that migration to help us not have to spend the money now. And so in-place upgrade really is a key part of our cost-saving strategy to get us to, um, to Windows 10. Now there's some complications on, you know, w- we have to do a lot of prep work to get there.
0: Okay, and Autopilot, how's that factoring in?
1: So Autopilot is something that's definitely on our radar. And once again, we're putting pieces in place to get us there. We've got some other cloud-based projects that are already putting in the components for doing things like Azure AD Connect to sync our users and devices um, into our our tenant. Um, And that's one of the requirements to be able to begin using Autopilot. Staying current with Config Manager on current branch. Now we've got the ability to do um, to, to turn on uh, co-management and the cloud distribution point, cloud management gateway, and those components. But you can only get those with the latest version. Then Windows 10, you need to be on 1809 to do hybrid Azure AD join, the um, newest pieces of um, autopilot that are in place. And so those we, we feel like those, um, for us, those items aren't ready for us to use, but yeah. they're definitely ready for us <coughs> to begin piloting as we're, starting to roll out in the traditional form using bare metal and in-place upgrades.
0: Okay, that's great.
1: For the IT user experience, it's more of um, how how do you want that to work? And what scenarios? Do you need users to be able to image over VPN, to do an upgrade remotely? Things like that. Can they do it at their desk? Does does your network support being able to, to do that? Do you have a network access control in place? And things like that. Those are challenges that we're experiencing. Yes. I'm
0: guessing that you run into scenarios where people want to customize beyond what's actually practical.
1: Yeah, so traditionally, um it's always been, you know, kind of you do build and capture and you you build you take a you put all of your core components or things into your image and it's supposed to speed up your deployment time and things like that. But it presents other challenges as far as staying current, keeping your image current. And so Um, and really to get to autopilot thinking in that in those terms if we want to if we want to use the newer um, things we won't have as much control over what is already on the workstation because you're gonna get a vanilla image from your vendor and then do autopilot on top of that so having to manage two different flavors of well we had a build and capture image for these but then we did autopilot for these and it's different it's a different image and so um, we found we did some tests, and we said there's there's just anu- not enough time saving for the amount of extra hassle and effort required to do a reference image. Um, and so, essentially, the idea is um, why are you why do you care what let's say the user's start menu looks like, or what their desktop background is, or um, you know these little tweaks that seem to be necessary in a lot of cases where people have just always done it this way and they've always customized. Now, w- w- in one of our sessions uh, yesterday, they talked about a lot of these customizations and there are definitely use cases for it. So like desktop wallpaper, one of the examples that uh, Jorgen used was you work in a hospital and you don't think that it's professional for the nurse to have her grandkids picture as the desktop background. So you want to enforce your background policy and things. So that's customizations that maybe make sense. but really stop and consider why are you putting that app in there uh, for every user why are you baking that into your image and now it's something that you're stuck supporting right, really right, think right. about why you need to do those things
0: when you talk about image customization do you have any other tips you would add around that well sure
1: so I- if you're doing a if you're doing a bare metal build on a workstation really who cares how long it takes if i mean obviously you don't want it to take all day but It takes 30 minutes versus an hour. Is a technician really sitting there watching, waiting on that machine to finish, or are they doing a pile of them at one time? It's going to be done when it's done, move on. Now, when you get to the in-place upgrade experience, that's a different thing. And the thing there is you can't customize, you can't do a build and capture for an in-place upgrade. So why would you have two different flavors of your Mm. image if you're going to support both scenarios? So that's where planning for each of the scenarios makes sense because it needs to all fit that same mold think about where you want to go and whether it really makes sense to um, to, to tweak and to customize things to um, because th- you know come on the, cost sa- the, the time savings that you're saying you're getting is like ah, come on really
0: so <laughs> you're saying the way to decrease the time you spend is not to make a bigger image that does everything but to make a smaller image that's nimble and lets you add things on because then you don't Absolutely. have to constantly build I have new taken images.
1: our current task sequence and I have replaced the image, the Windows base image in it three times now. Mm-hmm. And haven't done anything else to the task sequence. I haven't had to build. I just took the oh new latest media, serviced it, stuck it in our task sequence, and we said, let's test now. And w- that's it. The time it takes to just Inject that into right, Config management right, and move right. on. Okay, that is um, a clean design, and that's what yeah. people
0: should strive for.
1: And one of the things that Mike Niehaus said in his uh, autopilot session today was treat your devices like a phone. How do you do a phone today? You get a phone from a vendor. You don't have a custom image you put on it. You have whatever OS it came on, and then you customize it. You, you put policies, you put apps, and you customize it to make it you know, do the thing that you want to do. Why not treat our devices the same way? The Windows OS being on the machine is 50% of you know the, the work there you've already got an os on the machine why do you need to wipe it out and put some customized thing on there customize it in place do the things on top of the existing os and so thinking of it as a modular component of once i get the os on there all i need to do is put my apps and apply group policy and join it to the domain and move out the door that's
0: it right 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 okay great
1: so then i know um, it's a vi- i know it's a large oversimplification of a very no, complex you know, thing but the it's the con- implementation con- is you complex be thinking that way. The
0: principle, right there's core principles here Absolutely. that you're communicating. And the core principle is your your image should be small and then your logic should be cons you should be able to s- almost like snap pieces into place as they get updated. Yeah and it's very you shouldn't modulate. have to redo any parts of the core system to do that. Yeah. Um I didn't know that was installed. What is this? What is your purpose of this slide? What is your point here?
1: Uh, so um, I think one of the one of the biggest challenges th- that we have always faced is applications. Being able to, to effectively manage your application portfolio um, for your whole organization and have tight control over what can and cannot be installed on your workstations is critical to being able to stay current with things. If your users are depending on an application then you should manage it. It needs to be packaged, it needs to be part of config management, you need to ha- deliver it as an application, you need to be able to to have reporting and compliance on those things. Some of the, the new technology that's um, available currently, there is um, the uh, upgrade readiness portal where you can let your devices um, sync their inventory up to the Azure Cloud um, and do use the log analytics or it's new, the, the new monitoring portal used to be called OMS. There's lots of names for it, but basically you've got device inventory and it's goi- it's um, being uh, run through Microsoft's compatibility um, database against all their other clients and you're able to get a picture of, okay, so if I'm gonna roll out with Windows 1803 or 1809, here, here is the compatibility picture of my environment. Here are all the devices that can migrate to this latest version based on their driver compatibility, their applications that are installed, those sorts of things. Um, But even if you're not using those things, you need to have some sort of uh, visibility into your application uh, portfolio because your users are (laughs) going to want their apps back.
0: I'm hearing this in a lot of different contexts. Your IT department has to be able to know what apps exist out there, which ones are approved, which ones aren't, who needs which ones for security. When it comes to whitelisting, you've got to know that. But here, even for for deployment as well. I mean, everything. Basically, this is its own separate topic, right? Oh, yeah. Is managing your app catalog. But Absolutely. But what you're saying is, uh, however you do it, do it because it's going to cost you a lot more time to not.
1: Uh, yes, definitely. And And I think a key there is, you need to get company buy-in, business buy-in for your application strategy. And people need to agree upon how you're going to manage those sorts of things.
0: Okay, great, great. Last slide, think like a lazy person. All
1: right, so think like a lazy person. Um, It essentially means that um, on a daily basis we are – being asked to do more with less, and so um, how do you make more time in the day well you y- you don't you have to think well how can i how can I get keep the lights on and still do the innovative things to do the nice things uh all the nice to haves and and still do the architecting and getting us where we want to go um and so that's a really tough thing and so um I like to have this you know it's a very <laughs> Silly statement, but it's if you've done it more than once, you've done it too many times. Uh, I've done it manually more than once, you've done it too many times. Uh, write a script. Think, you know, I I, l- I do some you know programming and things occasionally, and you know I th- I think in in terms of um, y- you know programming logic, I make a write a function for it, and mm-hmm. so. Anything that 's a repeatable process you're constantly you know always having to go fix this problem and it, we just keep dealing and dealing write a script for it, figure it out, delegate the task to someone else that can do it as long as you know if you 've given them imstr- them the instructions why sh- why should you be doing this work okay so and why
0: why do you have a bullet that says who cares about that one user who can't get their
1: email yeah so uh, <laughs> uh, i I like to say these uh you know really you know the high level statements about users um and i don't really mean it but it's it's the the concept is um y- you're supporting an enterprise mm-hmm. why are you working on that one user's problem oh right okay why are you an enterprise architect or you know given given what you, the scope of work that y- you know you're trying to get windows out the door yeah. or at least for me this is my perspective so I've got an entire organization to build for and to, to push solutions mm-hmm. out. If 50% of my users are broken today, I'm going to spend time on that. You know, that's a thing. If I've got one user, I want to know about the issue, but I don't want to be the guy having to work the issue. Now, I may be the only person who can. I may be, you know, It may be a new thing we've rolled out or whatever. That's fine. But um, how often do we get stuck just because, you know, the help desk didn't spend any time and they routed us a ticket and now we're, you know, You're stuck on the phone for a a full day working on, you know, a guy who couldn't get his email working. What, what did your enterprise just suffer because of a day of work that you couldn't do moving your platform forward? And so that's the, you know, think about that. Now your boss may not let you do that. That's fine, but the idea is try to find the value add opportunities that uh, are doing the most for your organization. As much as possible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can just not answer remedy tickets. You know, it, you. Well, I try not to, uh, <laughs> but that's because my other teammates are, you know, more efficient at it. Uh, but um, a- as much as possible, try to find the value add things in your environment. Um, and you know, the the last bullet on here that I've got is basically automate yourself out of a job. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's very popular at your conferences where you speak to IT people, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> um,
1: okay, so the the deal is here, there are, there are a ton of uh, community tools that are available. There's tons of free yeah. resource, GitHub, all sorts of scripts, PowerShells, utilities, things available that can help you shortcut the process down this path. If you don't know PowerShell, know, uh, learn PowerShell. If you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter. Um, but ultimately, find... Things that can help you get your job done faster. Either you're writing a thing mm-hmm. or you're borrowing, you're, you're st- as Johan Ardwin Mark says, you know, steal with pride. Go borrow yeah. those things. Well but well the <coughs> idea is that y- if you automate yourself out of a job, that means you've automated all the things that can be automated in such a way that now you can add more value to the company. You can work on the value Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to not have a job. You're just going to You're have a different job.
0: Um, it's almost like automate yourself into a more awesome job. Yeah, yeah you know, like <laughs> that really is a better Be way a to a put more it. I like s- I work in yeah. marketing where yeah, I was I looking like for it. the positive
1: spin. I like it, absolutely. But I was
0: at uh, Jorgen and Wally's session yesterday on community tools. Yes. And like, whoa. There were so like many community tools, and these are not like minor tools like I wrote a three-line script. These are major things that have a version history and a usage history, and like they're snapped into place, and this tool references that person's tool, and it's like so much out there from the community.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, and If you're not using it, if you're not out there looking for that stuff, you're just missing out.
0: Right, right, right. Okay, one more question before we go. Are robots going to take over the world? And if they do, will it be good or bad?
1: I I don't think so.
0: Okay, good, good. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. You have a great rest of the conference.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You
0: bet. Bye.